now. Dan Hampton, the Hall of Fame Bears defensive tackle who specialized in making opposing quarterbacks see long white tunnels of light with ghostly lost relatives saying, go back, it was just a sack. Bradovich, the Bears legend who is picking off passes and grinding offensive linemen into powder while you are still wearing tough skins and drinking tang. Glenn Koz Kozlowski, the one-time Bears receiver who could catch a pass and a dive, then celebrate four rows up in the stands with the pretzel vendor. Mark Harmon, a confident, independent young man with skills in communication and teamwork. He's what? He's getting married. Don't forget that. This is the Chevy Hampton OB Show with Cause. Sponsored by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. On the station with the best Bears coverage, 720 WGN Radio. The Chicago Bears remain in the playoff chase. They lead the Cowboys 31 to 24. There's actually eight seconds to go as the Cowboys have just kicked a field goal and now they'll do an extra, they're going to do an onside kick here and try to pull off a miracle. But Hampo? Oh, they're going to play it all out. And in the words of Dandy Don Meredith, our dear beloved departed friend, turn out the lights, OB. The party's over. This is, uh, this is exactly what we needed from the Chicago Bears tonight. Hey, this is almost like a uh, holiday feel-good story. Think about this. The uh, the Dallas Cowboys come in here with the number one ranked offense in all of football, and guess what? Boom! Our undermanned defense takes them apart at the seams, and Mitchell Trubisky played like the gunslinger tonight, OB. Three touchdown passes, one rushing touchdown. And let me tell you, this is the kid that we were waiting for all year and you got it you got it you got to give him kudos but the other part is where has Matt Nagy's play calling been all year this is exactly what we wanted and needed way back when this thing started in September well here's the fact of the matter well first of all congratulations to the bears all the way around you bet you know ownership they needed it front office needed it Coaches needed it. Position coaches needed it. Coordinators. And more important than anybody, the fans needed this win. And we finally, finally, on a meaningful game at home, we pull off a victory. And what I think a very convincing victory. Now, what happened tonight? This is how I saw the game tonight. For us to win, our defense had to play like they did last year. Not this year. They had to play like they did last year. They put the pressure on Prescott the entire game. Never let the kid breathe. They were never able to get in sync. Our defensive linemen were getting off the ball. Our linebackers, Kwiatkowski, played a terrific game. We were up. Our defensive backs were up and making coverage. We were in a pressure defense all day. We blitzed the hell out of them, and I love to see that. But here's the key. Finally, the last couple games, well, actually about two and a half games, we're finally see Trubisky move to get out of the pocket, to move it, to bootleg it, to sprint out. 
He's keeping the ball. And, and they had to see some weaknesses in Dallas's defense because he ran the ball on a keeper like four or five times. So they had to see something in particular, especially on both sides, the strong and weak side defensive ends. I don't know where the hell they were all night for the Dallas Cowboys. They never made any adjustments. There was a poor coaching by their job. But again, for us to win, the defense had to play like last year. They did. They put all kinds of pressure on. Offensively, finally starting to play big boy football. Finally. Finally moving Mitch Trubisky out of the pocket. Nagy must be finally figuring out that he is not a drop-back quarterback. He drops back. He cannot find the receivers. You you move that pocket, stronger weak side, this kid can find people. And if he can, he can run. But when you keep him in the pocket, game after game from last year to this year, you're just killing the kid, and you're killing our offense, and you're killing our chances to go and win a Super Bowl. Finally now, I hope to hell, Nagy seeds when they employed an uh, an open-up offense, a big-boy offense, that we can finally maybe challenge the, the better teams in the National Football League. Now, next week, we got to go to Green Bay. The following week, we have, excuse me, Kansas City here, and then we wind up at Minnesota. And I was thinking, you know, this game, we're both 6-6 six and six going into this game. You know, I thought maybe, well, you know, the Cowboys, they probably win this game, whatever. But we had a great offensive game plan. Nagy finally did. Defensively, we went after people. But I'll t- tell you what, we have three more games to go. Now, what I saw today, we, we, we met the challenge tonight. We did. We met the challenge. And where did we meet it? We met it up front. Our defensive line and our offensive line. And by the way, that kid, Kwiatkowski, since he's been playing, I'll tell you, that kid's playing second to none. He's all over the place. So I'm very proud of everybody with the Chicago Bears. Did a good job. Mitch Trubisky looks like he's hopefully coming into his own. By him actually saying a few weeks ago, I'd like to open up the offense. I'd like to move the pocket. We're finally seeing it, folks. Let's hope it continues for the beyond the next three weeks. But why did it take the kids in the choir to tell the choir director what to do? That's still on Nagy. We'll get to that. But, hey, great win, and nobody knows how badly we needed it more than that bunch of players. Quick they answer. needed it. The reason why, Dan, Nagy didn't know. That's it. His quarterback had to tell him. Yep. Mit- must be listening to the podcast of our post game. <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky tonight, 23 of 31, 244 yards, three touchdowns. He did have the one interception. That was early in the football game on the Bears' first drive. Ran it 10 times, OB, 62 yards out of the pocket. He had a 23-yard run tonight, which was sweet. It was great to see. Straight up great to see. And all and of a the sudden, only reason why you're seeing that, Mark, is because they're moving this kid out of the pocket. Yeah. If they drop him back, play after play after play in this game tonight, we would have lost this football game. J.P. Holtz, guys, three catches for 56 yards. Jesper Horstead, we're talking about tight ends right now, four catches for 36 yards. Cordero Patterson, for a second, was actually playing tight end. He caught a ball for 33 yards. These are things we have not been seeing. It's, it was. What it, have I been telling? Where should Cordell Patterson be playing? Either tight end or he should be the ace back. And we've been saying that since September. And finally, injuries have necessitated the fact that he was given opportunities and playing time. Yeah, guys, I'm just telling you, the game of football 
Yeah, it's kind of complex. But it's right in front of you if you just watch. Sooner or later, this team has kind of been backed into a corner, and now the quarterback has responded as well as the rest of the team. It's great to watch. Phone number here is 312-981-7200. 312-981-7200. Hampton will be with Cods. It's sponsored by Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. The Bears are 7-6. and six. Yep. Beat, beat the Cowboys tonight. Took care of them. Three huge games to go. Certainly one next week against the Green Bay Packers as the Bears will try to stay relevant and we'll be rooting on some Minnesota Vikings losses. The Vikings and Packers have to play each other, which is a good thing. So you've got to beat Green Bay, and then Green Bay's got to beat Minnesota. A lot has to happen, but the Bears are still alive on 720 That's w- a good thing. On 720 WGN. This is a drive here, Joe, that to come out here to start this second half for the Bears. And what's at stake? This is really impressive by them. And they, I mean, they can put the dagger in the Cowboys here early in this third quarter. Here's a quick throw to Miller. Good throw. Big night for the quarterback, Mitchell Trubisky. And if really, he's been on a roll, guys. I mean, he played well last week against the Lions. He played well against the Giants. You could argue even in the Rams game he was decent. And then in the other Detroit game, you could say he's had five good games in a row here. There, there were spots where we said, and we, we gave congratulations to the fact that we were seeing glimpses of what has to happen. This kid, you know, for what we gave up, what he has to, you know, be able to, to, to do for this team. And finally, you know, we're getting, you know, whiffs of some good play. Now, think about this. This offense for the first time all year scored four touchdowns in a regulation football game. This is the 13th week of the season. Finally, we score four touchdowns. Think about this, OB. The punter does not have to punt until six minutes left in the third quarter. When was the last time you remember that happening? Not only that, but the depth. Think about this. You know, we're down to our third, fourth, fifth tight end. And yet they were very, very effective tonight. Think about the defense. Kevin Tolliver. Hey, we didn't really miss the Mucamara. Think about this. You know, Roquan Smith goes out in the second quarter. And guess what? Kevin Pierre-Lewis, number 57, the guy we remember from the London game when he roughed the kicker and basically gave the Raiders a path to victory. Well, tonight... He more than made up for it. He was everywhere. He was physical, and he was a monster. And he was the best player on the the defensive side of the game. All that was, you know, basically second, third team guys stepping up, making big contributions in a game. Like we said, Ob, we're in the playoffs now, whether you like it or not. The playoffs in Chicago. All right, they now, started. Yeah, they started every three game's weeks a playoff ago. game. Every playoff, but you know, and 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 also. You know, the Bears have always been so methodical. You know, they they get in the huddle, takes them forever to get in the huddle. And uh, it takes them, they get out of the huddle, they neander up to the line of scrimmage. We're a very slow offensive team. And it showed from last year to this year. Last year we got away with it because we had this phenomenal defense that took the ball away, gave them great field position. And by the way, we had great field position again today, starting out on on just on our own 46-yard line, their 46-yard line, etc. That's great to see. But I'll tell you what, folks, what I saw tonight was a team that had a purpose. These kids somehow, and I don't know if it was the coaches because I've seen 
more negative stuff than positive stuff from this coaching staff. But I'll tell you what, which I've said from week after week, these kids have been going out there and playing their heart out. Playing their heart out. And finally, again, finally, they were put in a position, especially Mitch Trubisky, to get the hell out of there and make something happen. Either by running or by throwing passes. And and guess what? We finally have, last year and this year, we finally now started to get some decent receivers. And the reason why they're decent is because they get separation. And if you can get a receivers that can get separation, then all you got to have is the quarterback hit you with the timing. Now, the last couple of two, three games, we played against the Giants. When we played them, what, three weeks ago, whatever it was, they had two wins. We play against Detroit Lions, they have three wins. You know, uh, we play the Redskins, uh, probably the worst team in the National Football League, but we're winning them, and I know a win is a win, but I'll tell you what, this win was the best win I've seen in a few years, and that includes last year. Why? Because it was the offense, the offense that set the tone. The offense took the ball and ran it and passed it right down their throats. I'm speaking about the Cowboys. Not our defense. It was our offense that took the initiative. And up front, our offensive line, they've been criticized all year. Guess what? They stepped up to the plate tonight. So, damn it, congratulations to the offense. And, again, congratulations to the Bears and the Mitchell Trubisky for finally getting out and making certain things happen that look very, very positive. I want to name a couple guys as you're going through the positive thing. and I don't want to get too far away from Allen Robinson. This guy has been consistent all season long. He made another – he had two touchdown catches today. One of them, Hamp, defenders draped all over him. Trubisky, give him credit, great throw, bullet right to the chest, but he barely had his arms free to catch it. Somehow was able to get himself an an inch free and gets himself another touchdown. He he's catching balls in traffic all season long. He did it again tonight. He really has, and you know, I I never had the those ligament tears that he has had to deal with the recovery of. But yeah, hey, you get you, you go and you get your knee operated on. It changes things, and it takes a while for you to come back. And you can see the steady incremental progress that he has made, not only in his route running, but the confidence to stand in and catch the ball when given an opportunity. And so much of the time, and OB, you, you you know we've we have basically beat this horse to death. Hey, Trubisky has not given him an awful lot of really choice balls to make plays on and catch, but tonight especially at the end of the first half on what was a third down and seven seconds left, Trubisky fired a just, a, I mean, a bullet in, and he caught it with heavy coverage all over him, the linebacker. And, hey, you know, that's that's why we signed him. That's why we brought him here, and that's why he is our number one receiver. Let's do it. The Muller Game Changing Moment, guys, which is sponsored by the Muller Auto Group with family-owned dealerships in Highland Park, Gurney, and Hoffman Estates. Muller Automotive. You will not be disappointed. We love Muller. Hampo, what do you got? Okay, five minutes to go left in the first half. The Dallas Cowboys were in position to kick a field goal. And, yep, that's right, their kicker missed. So what happens? We take over. 
Five minutes to go, we put together a 14-play, 68-yard drive that culminated in that catch by Allen Robertson in the end zone with no time left virtually for us to take a 17-7 to lead into halftime. And remember this, folks. We know this. The Cowboys are 0-6 when uh, uh, losing at halftime. Guess what? Now they're 0-7. That was a beautiful moment. Huge play. And then to come out at the start of the second half, go right back down, make it a 24-7 game. It was good night, Irene, for Dallas and perhaps their head coach, Jason Garrett. We'll see if... I wouldn't... But, don't be surprised. He might... Don't be surprised if tomorrow morning, by noontime, you hear that he is relieved of his duties as head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. That team looked in total and complete disarray. Danny, do you agree with me? Yeah, and they were uninspired. I mean, they were horrible. Think about this, Ob. I mean, and and so much of the time, and you know, we're kind of tongue in cheek saying we're in the playoffs because you got to have something that makes you get up in the morning and go to work and 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 try to get better and and try to improve. They kept it alive to go ahead up to Green Bay. Uh, right. and guess what? What you know what? But the Cowboys, they're in control of their yeah. division, and they look like they could care less. And and the mime, the you know, <clears throat> Jason Garrett never says anything. Never. At least Nagy was cussing the coach, uh, the officials tonight. Did you see that? Yeah. Let me tell you something. It all matters. It all has an effect on the way the game is played out. Now, let me tell you something, folks. And I, Danny, you can jump in any time. Back me up or, or talk me down. I'm going to tell you what. What what a victory tonight. And and it wasn't given to us, by the way. We didn't luck out. We took it to them up front and beat them up front and did one hell of a job. So, again, kudos to everybody. Now, you've got this wonderful feeling. You've got, you've got that energy back. And next week, where are we playing? Up in Green Bay against our dreaded rivals, the Green Bay Packers. If that couldn't turn out better, Dan. For us to win here at home, convincingly the way we won, and to go up to Green Bay, and guess what? You don't have to be apologetic. You don't have to be afraid. You just walk up there and go up there and take care of business, just like you did tonight. This will be a great game up in Green Bay, and I hope these kids remember it from hour to hour, from day to day, until next Sunday at noon, and go out there and tear the Packers apart. You know, momentum is something that you have to manufacture. It just doesn't blow up your pant leg. you got to go out there and make it happen. And we've got a little momentum now. Now, remember this. Last year was a special year. We won 12 games. The game I remember was the Ram game on Sunday night where we took apart the mighty L.A. Rams, who went on and played in the Super Bowl. Well, this year, thus far, this is the signature game. They can build on it. And remember this, Mark Carmen. we're not going to be on after the game next week. We're going to be on before it, but we'll tell you all about it next Sunday at 9 a.m. That's right. We've got a three-hour pregame next week, and you know who is with us for that pregame. That's right. It's Jeff Vukovic. He's back in our double Eugene Huddle right here. Vuk! The straight shooter who knows insurance. He's on our side. He'd love to help you. Nationwide's on your side. Check out jeffvuk.com. Nationwide is indeed on your side. Quick timeout, Obi. We'll come on back or hold that thought, okay, my friend? Hold that thought. 312-981-7200. Talk about myself. Phone lines are open at 720 WGN. Raise the bar. Nobody's going to try to give you anything extra. You got to demand it. 
to the Chevy Hampton OV Show with Cars. Sponsored by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Right now on WGN Radio. Thank you indeed to our friends at Bartolini's Restaurant Catering and Banquets, the chicken, the lasagna, the pasta. The only thing better than Trubisky today was Bartolini's. It was unbelievable, off-the-charts MVP. OB, you crushed your Bartolini's. What was that? <laughs> I, I was reading the stats. I understand. I'm you, sorry. I said you crushed your Bartolini's. Oh, you loved your oh, chicken. Please. Yes, you loved it. Uh, what, what, what stats are you reading over there, sir? No, I was just... I'm going to tell you something. I see two things that jump out at me. Okay. Okay? Remember I always tell, we got to score touchdowns. What's the most important thing? that The thing that we don't do, that we've seen, we don't convert on third down. you got to convert on third down, move the ball down the field, score touchdowns. Dan, I mentioned we scored four touchdowns. Here's the thing. On third down, we were 7-12 for almost 60%, folks. If we do that, and if we're around 400 yards... The next three games, I guarantee you, we will win every one of those next three games. Amen. You hear what I'm telling you? If we can be around 60% in third down conversions and around 400 total yards offensive, we will win the next three games. Big challenge coming up here with Green Bay. and But everyone was saying all week, the Cowboys front four super tough. The Bears offense is going to be... Stretch to do to do a whole lot. It's going to be a tight game. It's going to be a low scoring game. Didn't turn out Let that way. Let me tell you something. That the Cowboys to me, total and complete, messed up disarray, offensively and defensively. My God, they're supposed to be that good on defense. They were eighth in the league coming into this game. And think about this: they put together a seventeen play opening. Uh, a play, a seventeen play opening touchdown drive to start the game. Nobody in the league's done that this year. Seventeen plays, boom, right down to. And guess what? Our defense then goes to work, makes some adjustments. They were never really a threat. The rest of the ball, and yeah, I thought, at least our defense didn't find any holes to jump into. I tell you, they stepped up to the plate. And again, I love to see it. And the thing that jumps out at me, Danny and Mark, and to our listeners, what jumps out at me when we win the damn football game, and and whether it's by a few points or whatever this year, when we win the game, we win it up front. Our offensive line and our defensive line take care of the game, and that's how we win. Kaz coming up right after 11 o'clock. we got the news next. Bears 31, the Cowboys 24. The Bears are 7-6 on 720 WGN. Man up about it! Hey, put the ether can down for a second. It's the Chevy Hampton OB Show with Kaz. And it's brought to you by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN Radio. 31-24. Bears beat the Dallas Cowboys the Bears are seven and six. They've won three in a row and four of five. Hamp and OB with Kaz on seven twenty WGN till midnight tonight. Our phone number is three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. That's the phone line. That's the text line. Let's bring in the Kaz man on his own show, Glenn Kozlowski. Kazi, welcome. What do you think, Glenn Kozlowski, is the main reason the Bears are at least starting to turn their entire season around? Well, I, I think they've uh, figured out finally how to use their quarterback in a way that he can be successful, and you saw it tonight. And by far the best performance they've had 
as an offense. And, you know, part of it, too, is probably Dallas, but that's not the Bears' fault that they're playing a bad Dallas team. They they play who they play. So uh, he, he actually turned a corner tonight. The young guy looked good. He looked like an NFL quarterback, I think, Ed and Dan, for the first time, and it was, uh, it was good to see. Yeah. I mean, he minimized his mistakes. He made maybe two bad throws tonight. And that's it. And that's unusual, right? I mean, he really – he was sharp. He, he took the uh, check downs, and, you know, the Cowboys playing that single high defense and not coming out of it made it a little easier. But still, the kid overall chose when he should run, when he should check down, and, and he did probably it's the best quarterbacking job he's done. Well, and not only that, but there was a lot of reasons why this offense clicked. Well, first and foremost, the offensive line actually was very productive. Number two, we didn't have a lot of drops, didn't have a lot of penalties. We had balance. What was it, 33 passes, 32 runs? I mean, these are good things. These are things that you look around the league, the offenses that are productive on a weekly basis. They do this. This is just what they do. But most most importantly to me, and, you know, Mark Carmen brought this up while we were on uh, break there for a second, talking about the shuffling of – Cody Whitehair back to center and putting James Daniel at left guard. And essentially what this enabled Trubisky to do is concentrate more on reading coverages and running the offense, not having to set the middle linebacker and decide on protection, uh, you know, uh, uh, calls. So just taking that little bit off his plate now, cause seems to me has enabled him to play a little quicker, a little freer. Look, he's, he's, we know this. He's a slow processor. He can't read defenses like Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady. But the less you make him do, the quicker he's able to do what he has to do. And tonight, I think we're starting to see it. And and they're booting them, they're they're putting them on the run, they're moving them out of the pocket. So these are things that Ed has been talking about for, uh, you know, since he's been here, hey, use the kid on whatever his strengths are and, and just, you know, build build your offense around that. And they're starting to do that. Um, so, hey, you know, look, every week is a playoff game for the Bears. They they go up to Lambeau Field. They have the right now to, uh, you know, they beat the, the Packers. They're in the thick of it now. They're going to have to win their division. But, you know, because you look at the rest of the NFL, um, Rams – and, and the Bears have the same uh, record right now, um, you know, the Rams beat them. So they really have to get in by winning the division. But they got to win the next three games, and that's still a, it's yeah. going to be a tough sled. But, hey, they, they've got a shot each week. It's a, it's a, a new week to try and win again. But it, the, here's, here's the, I guess, the overarching silver lining of tonight's game. They go to Green Bay with a lot more confidence, especially the offense, especially the quarterback, and maybe most importantly, the play caller. You know, Nagy has, we brought him to task many, many times the last two years. And I know last year was the golden years, right? Oh, they were in the playoffs. But guess what? We left a lot on the table. And finally, tonight was one of the few days that we have seen this team go out, assert itself, and make things happen. We scored four touchdowns for the only time of the of the season, cause and you know these are things that a play caller 
a quarterback, an offensive lineman, they can put in their, their back pocket and say, hey, this is what we were able to do in a primetime football game against a, a worthy opponent. And, we, you know, I don't care. Dallas was, was bad tonight. They, they got issues. And who cares if their coach gets fired? Bottom line is, we go to Green Bay with confidence and Akeem Hicks. Well, so, yeah, that, that's going to make a big difference, too. You're going to see a better defense with him out on the field. No question about it. I think Glenn and, and Dan and Mark, and uh, I think you guys heard me tell the cows come home. What do we do on offense? The most important thing, convert on third down, move the ball down the field, score touchdowns. And that's what we finally did today. But we did it with a diversified game plan of running and passing, moving the ball out of the pocket. I've been talking about that. My God next to forever but it happened tonight and i'll tell you what what a great great victory this was for the bears kazi hang on and we're going to bring you on back here and take some calls with you but before we do that it is time to grade the bears secondary how was the coverage today it's sponsored by ppg paints for the best coverage chicagoland painters pick ppg gentlemen grades what do you think, OB? I give them a solid B, and the reason is, you know, and until garbage time at the end, the Cowboys were were virtually discombobulated on offense. They didn't know where to go. After the opening drive, hey, we played two and a half really good quarters of, of secondary play. I'll tell you what, I'd give the defensive line a B plus, the linebackers an A plus, and the D backs I would give a B minus then. Kazi? Linebackers yeah, I, were all over I, I the place. I would agree. I would agree. I, I think the linebacker play was the best Outstanding. part of the defense. I mean, and you know, it's funny. You got two backup uh, uh, backups out there, and they're playing like all stars. So, really fun to watch that. And you know, it gives you a little more depth. All right, we're coming back with Ed, Rich, Mike, Randy, and Eddie Hampano being with Kaz with you till midnight. Adam Hogue is at 11.35. And for news at 10, you should watch WGN's Micah Matera, Joe Donlin, Dan Rohn, and Chicago's most trusted meteorologist. That is Tom Skilling. For TV News at 10, watch Chicago's very own WGN. Quick time out, and uh, your call's coming up next, 720 WGN. I wish I would have grown up in this era where you, you know, fail miserably and everybody gives you a fist pump. The best Bears coverage. The Chevy Hampton OB Show with Cars. Right now. Sponsored by Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers. Fish. ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN Radio. Fist pumps all around the night, baby. Bears 31, the Cowboys 24. Dak Prescott did not have a good night, OB. You said... Zach with a Z. All right? Before I leap over this table. Hey, guys, hey, listen, I'm going to make a point here real quick. Before we get to the callers, callers, hold on. Something really, really important happened tonight. It was right at the end of the first half. Think about this. We were goal to go. We had no timeouts. And we actually, knowing we had no timeouts, we had to throw the ball into the end zone Three successive times. Think about this. Wims got hurt on the second one. He dropped the first one, dropped the second one, got hurt, and then they threw it again to Allen Robinson. Now, here's the point. We have been screaming all year, get the quarterback out of the line. But when you are in the red zone, End zone. Don't, don't throw it behind the line of scrimmage. He's trying to run a wheel route drive. It's too compressed. Throw it into the – they finally did cause Yahoo. I'll never forget what happened right there in the south end zone tonight. 
And it was awesome. And, you know, it's shocking. Uh, Ed's been screaming that. And we've watched him at times when he, you know, at the beginning of the year when our quarterback would try to do it. And tonight it all fit together perfectly. And, he, you know, he really he, he played a, an outstanding game. Let's just give the kid credit. Right, he's, you know, he's taken our wrath, but we also got to give him props when he shows up. And, and, and you know, look, he – he played extremely well tonight. Let's jump Happy to some, for him. Yeah, absolutely. Let's jump to some calls here. Hampo being Cos with you till midnight on 720 WGN. Mike in Rockford, you've been waiting patiently. Go ahead, my friend. Well, guys, how are you? We're great, Mike. Hey, listen, I, I, they, it was a really good team effort. They really played, and, and Nagy made some good decisions tonight, unlike the other games where he's really... Uh, was a debacle, but I want to say something that's still concerning to me. I know Hicks is coming back, um, and, and does anybody know how bad uh, uh, Roquan Smith's injury is? And then uh, that—that's the one question I have. The second, and my David Montgomery, and then the second question or comment I want to make is: It didn't seem like they were putting a lot of pressure on Prescott. Um, he had a lot of time back there uh, at times. I mean, he was, I, I just didn't seem like they were pressuring him that much, guys. All right, Mike, appreciate it. The... And, and they weren't because he was he, he was horrible at reading and he was late on his throws. And, you know, why pressure a guy that's going to implode on his own? You know, why would you pressure him? The, well, guy, but, the guy's terrible. Yeah, well, we weren't beating a, a lot of their offensive linemen one-on-one. They've got three all-pros. And, hey, guess what? You know, they were they were pretty good. You know, Khalil Mack had a, a track sack where he got out of the, uh, you know, got out to the quarterback and tripped him uh, late in the game. But other than that, there wasn't a whole lot of disruption in the pocket. But hey, it didn't matter, as you said, cause Dak uh, was committing suicide. So let him do it. And, and yeah, he was bad. As far as Roquan goes, just to answer Mike's question. He left the game with a pec injury, pectoral injury, and uh, Nagy saying at the podium, quote, it doesn't look real good for him. So I'm guessing that Roquan is probably done for the season. Those injuries don't heal in three weeks. So that, that's, uh, you're, you're dealing with no Roquan, uh, who, I mean, Hamp, you, you've been on him, that uh, the stats look good, but the performance is not necessarily there. You're, you're dealing with no Trevathan. You're getting Akeem Higgs back, but you don't know what you're getting here. To ask him to step in to be the Akeemix of last year, that's a, that's a tall task right there. It will be, but, you know, Kevin Pierre-Lewis and uh, Nick Kwiatkowski are very good players. Their weakness is coverage, and guess what? We're playing a quarterback that will exploit you in Green Bay, so that's not going to shape up so good for us. Right, let's get. Yeah, we're going to have to get pressure. I mean, against the Packers, if you don't, he's going to eat you. Yeah. You know, he's going to tear up the backers. I'm hesitant to do this, but he's been waiting the longest, and uh, we love you, Ed, in Texas. Go ahead, my friend. Welcome to WGN. Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, this is Ed from Texas, but I'm Ed originally from Maywood. Went to Proviso. There you go. Proviso greetings to OB. Uh, oh, Pirates. I'm call- Yes. Yes, sir. I'm calling because I'm not happy. I, I, I do think the next game, three games are winnable. If you hold the Packers to 10 points again and have a good offensive performance, our guys beat the Packers. Uh, Mahomes, if you keep him maybe 25 and lower – and have a decent offensive performance because they don't have a defense. Our guys win again. And then the Bears have the Vikings number. The problem is we still need the Vikings to collapse. We need the Rams to lose twice. 
And so right. the hole that the Bears dug themselves in, that's why I'm not happy. Yeah, you shouldn't and be. Would, yeah, this is self-inflicted. We thanks, should Ed. never have lost to the Raiders or the Chargers. This, Those are, I mean, but, but. It is what it is. It's called reality. And guess what? The Rams get beat this weekend because uh, Seattle's going in to, uh, uh, to play the Rams, I believe. And uh, On the double check right now on that one. Look, the, the, Vikings, the Vikings have the Lions at home, which is uh, obviously an extremely winnable game. they got to go to the Chargers. Uh, you know, Los Angeles has been playing dead, so that, that, that's also a favorable thing. But then they got to play the Packers, and they got to play the Bears. Bears, what they got to do. If the Bears win out, the Lions lose, and, and the Vikings lose twice, the Bears will get in the playoffs. That will be six losses for Minnesota. The Bears will be 10 and 6. But the Bears, Bears have to win out. The Bears, forget about the, the Bears, Eddie. Believe me, thinking about winning this week and next week, and who we playing, who's this. It's Green Bay Packers. That's all you're thinking about. There's three games left. Everything during the offseason that you guys have done on Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, whatever, you had to give up all summer. You went to the mini camps. You went to everything. It's boiled down now to three weeks. To three weeks to get to the Super Bowl. And why do you play this game? You play this game to be a world champion. So the only thing that is on their mind, Eddie, better be Green Bay. And there's, there's no more fooling around. No more of the Bears dancing and having fun and whatever the hell it is that they do in that locker room. That's over with. This is all serious business right now. And if these guys continue thinking that way, we've got a good chance to win these games. Green Bay is it. Everything got a point to it. As far as the Rams' schedule, too, just to name it, they play the Seahawks this week, Hamp. That's Sunday night football. Then they got their at Dallas. Who who knows if the Cowboys are ever going to find themselves? But that's it's a road game at Dallas. Who's going to be fighting for a playoff spot with the Eagles? Then they got to go to San Francisco. Who's been one of the best teams in football all year? They could whiff. I'm not. They yeah. could lose all three. Right. So yeah. the, I, I I think look the the Rams are look all, awful lot like a nine and seven team. Which look if the Bears went out, it's a huge if. But if they if they but do, wouldn't that be great? Like I said, at least. We're in the playoffs. Right, right. <laughs> it started three weeks ago. <laughs> Guys, let me remind you. Apparently you didn't listen to me just talk. It's Green Bay. Nothing else. It doesn't matter what the hell they do. If yeah, we take care of business, right. we got a damn good chance of being in it. Let's get uh, Rich and Valpo on with Kaz. Hamp will be in Kaz till midnight. What's up, Rich? Welcome to WGN. How's it going, guys? Good. Hey, listen. It's really a pleasure to talk to you guys. I was at one of the games in 85, and you guys are the best, man. You're, you're icons, you know? Well, you're very kind. They were What's your question best. tonight, Killer? Well, I had a question, and you, you kind of covered it, about Coach Garrett and possible getting fired. So if you don't mind, can I ask another question? Go ahead, man. Um, with, the, with things going legal as far as sports betting and all that, can you tell me, would that increase the money that the, the uh, teams will have and will it improve on uh, – I don't know, players and, and all about uh, better training and all that. All right, Maybe Rich. even uh, ex- expand to more teams. Maybe getting a, like a Chicago Cardinals team back in Chicago and giving the Mankiewicz do a little bit of competition. Interesting angle, Rich. That will Rich. never happen in Chicago. There will not be another team uh, from the NFL. That, is that the I I could tell you this. The, the individual between the, the old American Conference or whatever the hell it was called, and the individual, uh, and I'm pretty sure 
like 99.99%. George Hallis was the man that started the merger of the two leagues. Why? Because there will never be another team in Chicago. <laughs> Yep. Uh, I would. I, I'm not a betting man, but I would put some money on that one. And as far as the gambling <laughs> money, look, the NFL is in bed, and they will they will have even more dough. I don't know what that means for well, the fans. they're going to have a football team in, in Las Vegas next year. Well, they, that's where the Raiders are going. There's no doubt about it. All right, so let's, uh, Kazi, appreciate you, my friend. We'll talk to you uh, next week for a pregame show, nine to noon. We are on for three hours in advance of Green Bay and the Chicago Bears up at. Lambeau Field. And guys, who would have thought three weeks ago that we would be this optimistic? So I'm just happy for the Bears and especially the fans. Hey, Glenn, the fans deserve it. Did, right? You know why we're in this done. position? Because we had the New York Giants and then the know, next game we had the Dallas Cowboys. That's why we're in the position we're in. Awful, but that's not their fault. You know, you still got to win the game. I'm just telling you, that's why. <laughs> You got it, guys. Next week, and you know what? It's the Bears-Packers. There's nothing better than that game. And, you know, Bears got to bring it. Pretty simple. Kazi, we'll talk to you Sunday morning, my friend. You got it. All right. See you. Bye. Who brought it today? Sponsored by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois, the car to bring through it all. OB? I would say who brought it today that was I was impressed with in the entire offense and defensive thing was the Bears' offensive line. They've been maligned pretty much all year, been accused of not doing their job, not missing blocks, doing this, et cetera, et cetera. Today, when we needed them, they stepped up to the plate. So I give it to the offensive line. Anybody else, Sampo? And uh, the, the the main beneficiary of the offensive line, MVP Mitch. That was his best game I've seen him play in two years. 20. Well, let me tell you, Daniel, and I agree with you on that, but if those kids up front, those five guys up front, if they don't play the way they play tonight, Mitch Trubisky is slaughtered. 23-31, three touchdown passes, ran one and two from 23 yards out. Uh, the Bears beat the Dallas Cowboys 31-24. to Adam Hogue from Soldier Field is coming up next. Tampa OB with Cosmos. What about the callers? And the callers, of course, OB, of course. Hang in there, you guys. Tampa OB with Cosmos, sponsored by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Adam Hogue coming up from Soldier Field next on 720 WGN. <laughs> This is the Hampton OB Show with Cos, sponsored by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealer and ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN. Bears 31, the Cowboys 24, and it really wasn't that close. Welcome back in, Hampton B and Cos on 720 WGN. Out to Soldier Field we go, Adam Hogue. Was on hand for the festivities, and uh, hey, Money Mitch, Adam Hogue, playing playing some good football, and Hamp and Ob have been been giving credit to a ton of people, including the offensive line. Uh, from your seat, what did you like the most? Well, I just think in general the whole offense is playing how we expected them to. Uh, you know, to, to begin the season, it's. They're not getting in negative situations with so many penalties that they've just kept getting over and over again earlier in the season. The offensive line is definitely playing much better. They're blocking so that you have a running game. When you have a running game, everything's easier on the quarterback. So um, I, I think that's my biggest takeaway is, yes, Mitch Trubisky's playing better, 
Uh, but that's because of a lot of things around. And I'm not taking credit away from him. I'm just saying everything around him is is everyone's performing better, and that makes life easier on the quarterback. And I also think that Matt Nagy, in the last couple of weeks, when he started going to more play action, more rollouts, things that help him, now he's able. Now he's built that confidence and set those things up on tape. He's able to come back to do some of the stuff in the pockets uh, that that Mitch was struggling with earlier in the season. And, oh, by the way, he's running the ball with his legs more, which obviously helps, and there just wasn't enough of that earlier in the season. Ten carries for 63 yards for Mitchell Trubisky, and along the Nagy lines, Dave Montgomery's getting the football more. And that guy, even though he put it on the ground tonight after he was being held up for a good five seconds there, Showing some elusiveness, showing some power. I thought he had a great game, 20 carries for 86 yards. And, look, they handed it to him 20 times. Tariq Cohn got it three times. That ratio is a lot better than what it was early in the season. Yeah, yeah. well, again, it's it's when guys are blocking for you. Um, it, and again, not taking credit away from what Montgomery is doing, but when he's running into wall after wall after wall earlier in the season, it's easy to lose confidence. It's easier to lose confidence in your blocking in front of you. And it just the whole thing breaks down. And, and think about all those holding penalties that we just saw over and over again earlier in the season. So when, when all that stuff improves, I think now we're seeing the running back that we all thought the Bears drafted, somebody with good vision, um, who sets up his blocks well and doesn't necessarily have breakaway speed, but has good enough speed that when he sees the hole, he has some burst. He can hit that extra gear to get through it. And, uh, and that's what we saw tonight. You know, one of the things that I thought was most impressive is the very first possession of the Bears, we drive right down the field, and then for whatever reason, Trubisky rolls left and stupidly just throws it towards the end zone and not at any Bear receiver, and the Dallas corner makes a great, great interception on it. But all that being said, it's almost like he was able to shake it off and yeah. I got to tell you, the bookend possessions, a 14-play drive at the end of the first half where we scored, and then we came out, got the ball, and put together a 13-play touchdown scoring drive in the first uh, possession of the third quarter. See, those those are things great teams do, and now we've done it twice in the last three weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Look, the Cowboys won the toss, and they elected to take the ball. And to their credit, they went down on an 18-point drive and scored. But the the plus side of that, if you're the Bears, is when you have the ball with, I think they got it with like five minutes left in the second quarter, you have the opportunity to milk the clock down, milk the clock down, and and score going into the locker room, knowing you're going to get the ball again in the uh, to start the third quarter. And I thought Matt Nagy did a great job with the clock. Um, to, to create that situation, and the, more importantly, the offense and Mitch Trubisky came out and they executed, and, and that was the game right there to get to get the touchdown going in the locker room and then out of the locker room because we saw the Cowboys. You know, they I guess they showed some fight in the second half. They kind of came back, but the Bears had created a good enough lead uh, with a defense right now, guys that's pretty banged up. That that was huge for them, and so I just again overall I think. It, it it really starts up front with that offensive line, but you're seeing uh, just a team right now that's playing with that type of confidence we thought that they would have much earlier in the year. Now you got to hope it's not too late. I would even rewind back past that. The Cowboys come out, they have the first play, first drive, they go 17 plays, they get in the end zone. Bears go down the field, Trubisky gets picked off, 
You're worried the Cowboys are going to go right back down the field again. You get the three and out. You get great field position. Out of nowhere, J.P. Holtz is running free, and and you get yeah. in the end zone. That was a huge answer early in the game. Well, and, and back to what Ham said about the interception, um, you know, you're right, because the last two weeks he's thrown a bad pick in an otherwise really good performance. And both of those interceptions, like tonight I was worried that that interception so early in the game, I'm like, uh-oh, here comes that game, it's prime time, Trubisky's going to struggle, it's a better defense. And he just stepped up and played better from that point on. And I think, you know, it's always a catch-22 with some quarterbacks, and I think Mitch Trubisky's in that, this category where we all agree he's better when he's aggressive and playing loose and throwing the ball downfield and running with his legs. That's when he's good, and so sometimes an interception is going to come when you do that. Now, you just don't want him to be stupid, and I would categorize that interception as a bad one because you should have just thrown the ball away. But as long as, long as he's keeping that aggressive mindset, and he did not go into a shell after he threw that pick, he was great the rest of the way. And I do think that that's a, that's a, that's a significant kind of moment in, uh, in his maturation here. Well, here's guys, here's, here's a, a, another way of looking at that. Um, uh, what, the, one good thing about it is the offensive game plans have changed. Okay, yeah. we've said it enough that they're moving the pocket, they're doing things, they're even stretching the field a little bit more. But guys, we have been playing tomato cans. I mean, come on! Now we're, we've got to go up and play the Packers. We got to go up and play the Vikings. And then we've got Kansas City coming here. Those are teams with basically obviously have better, stronger winning records. We played a team that was six and six today. The week before we played a team that won three games. The week before that we played a team that won two games. Let's not get crazy here. But the one positive thing is is that we've changed the way offensively we're attacking down the field. And I like that very much. But guys, don't forget just exactly who the hell is it that we've been playing? I mean, come on, let's let's get a little bit real here. Next three games, if they do it, then that'll be positive, that'll be wonderful, and that'll be a great way to hopefully maybe finish out this year. If not, they continue two out of three and we get in the next year, that'll be great. But again, we played a bunch of tomato cans. Hey, along those lines, Adam Hogue, uh, you know, going in the next three weeks. Roquan Smith left with a pectoral injury. I guess Matt Nagy said that it doesn't look good for him. Yeah, it's, uh, it, I'm feel pretty confident saying right now that we're probably not going to see Roquan Smith um, the rest of the season. Like usually, when you see a guy get a pectoral injury and ruled out quickly, that usually means it's torn. It's usually something that requires surgery to fix, uh, and that's a huge blow because Roquan Smith was really starting to um, to play really good football again. And I'm really curious to go back. I don't know if you guys saw where it happened because I thought he actually had a terrible first drive and was wondering what was going on. So maybe if it was early on in that drive and he's playing through it, um, that could explain what was going on there. But that's a big blow. The good news is, though, because this defense is banged up, Prince and Mukamara didn't play. You're still not going to have Danny Trevathan for a couple weeks. But Akeem Hicks should be back next week in Green Bay, and that makes a huge difference, a huge difference on the pass rush 
and that can overcome some of your deficiencies right now as the uh, the linebackers and the uh, secondary starting to take a hit. All right, man, and we'll let you go after this, Adam. But let me just tell you this: Kevin Pierre Lewis, who made the, the blunder in in London, but yeah, he I think he was the most physical, effective player we had on defense. And you go back, watch the film. You tell me if I'm wrong. But I'm just telling you, those two backup middle linebackers, Kwiatkowski and Pierre Lewis, I'm telling you, they were the best players we had on defense tonight. And to Ryan Pace's credit, that's pretty good depth. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he somehow managed to find two really good backups because you're, you're, I thought, I thought watching it live, I thought the same thing. He was all over the field. So for two guys that don't necessarily have a whole lot of speed, Nick Kwiatkowski and Kevin Pierre Lewis, they're just good football players. Um, you know, guys that are tough that are going to be out there in this cold weather and make plays. And, and they certainly did tonight. So there's some depth there. Uh, that's certainly good. And let me just say this guys about the remaining schedule. It's definitely tougher, but. You know, that Packers defense has been struggling to stop the run. The Bears' running game is getting better. The Chiefs' defense still, you know, the Chiefs don't have a great defense. That's just the reality. And if it did come down to Week 17 in Minnesota, you know, the Bears did already beat the Vikings this season. So, we got their number. Um, <laughs> you, Mitch Trubisky kind of has the Vikings number. To be honest, it's weird, but uh, that's kind of the situation here. So at least a little bit of optimism here. Just go into Green Bay, Green Bay right, and get that win at Lambeau. Fingers crossed that that Vikings game is is worth something. If that game yeah. X has something on the line, it'd be awesome. Adam, great stuff as always. We'll read you at WGNRadio.com. All right, talk to you guys next week. Adam Hogue out at Soldier Field. And again, next week is a pregame show only. Pregame show only, 9 until noon. So be with us before the Packers and the Bears. Randy and Dixon, Eddie and Desplains, we'll get to you coming on back here. And you, 312-981-7200, with you till the top of the hour. Bears over the Cowboys, 31-24 on 720 WGN. Amp and Cos, Bears 31, the Cowboys 24. Insurance companies, they use lizards, ostriches. They do all that to make us laugh. What happened? Having an honest, smart human being guide you, check out JeffVook.com. Decades of experience nationwide is on your side. Our guy, Jeff Vook. Hample, let's do the defensive player of the game, which is sponsored by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers, ChevyDriveChicago.com. I'm going to give it to the two backup middle linebackers. Kevin Pierre-Lewis had five tackles, a couple of assists, same thing with Kwiatkowski, but they played physical, they tackled. There's a lot of missed tackles on both sides of the ball. And i got to tell you, our safeties, they are their nickname is getting to be Whiff and Weff because, I mean, they're missing a lot of tackles. At the end of the day, those linebackers gave us a great opportunity to control Dallas and win a game. 312-981-7200. Get a couple calls in here before the top of the hour. Randy and Dixon, welcome to WGN. Go ahead. Hello. How you doing? Hey, we're good. Hey, I, uh, I, look, I look forward to this game tonight because I knew the Bears were going to win. Way to, way to know it, Randy. Randy, you're very prescient. And let me just tell you this. Hey, I was on Rocon show at, at, at 4 o'clock or so, and I said, I got a feeling, you know, for a long time, Dallas killed us at everything. Tiddly wings, badminton, it didn't matter. Now, we're, we're spanking the Cowboys, and it was a great game for the Bears to win. And Randy, appreciate the call. I think you wanted to know why they didn't call the face mask penalties. Uh, they were Because if the officials don't see it, they don't see it. 
I mean, it's just that simple. Right. You know what? It's just like I get held 90% of the plays. Did I get a call 90%? No. <laughs> they said they didn't see it. It is what it is. If you were getting held 90%, Hamp, how many, what what percent of the 90 did you complain to the officials that you were getting held? And then, you know, after a year or two, after after a year or two, I just quit. I mean, it was like talking to a wall, you know, and it just turned into hate. I just hated them. I did. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I got to tell you one thing, Danny. I there was I, I forget what it was it in my my last year at 71, and we're playing in Soldier Field, and I forget who the, who we were playing against, and this referee he said, "You're lining up offside. You're lining up offside." And I walked over to him, and I mean, I'm going to tell you, I called him everything but a human being. And he says, you open up your mouth one more time, you're out of here. And I went like, <laughs> and, I, and I turned around and I walked away. I was really going to lay into him. But boy, they, I tell you what, you can't, they've got the power. Yeah, and, and let me just say this. We're going to get to your caller. You know, David Montgomery will be charged with a fumble. And who knows, that fumble could have changed the outcome of the game. But his forward progress had been stopped, and the whistle didn't come. And so it was a live ball. That, that Dallas got it. Back in the day, when Wood stopped somebody and the whistle didn't come, I would turn to the official and I would start screaming because I've seen a lot of guys get their knees tore up because our safeties back then, they were coming in, and they were coming in for bear. And you know what? You better get the whistle stopped because somebody's going to get hurt. And, again, those officials, they control the game. Control is the operative word. And if they don't see a face mask, they don't see it. That's the way it goes. When we were talking about Doug Plank earlier. I mean, that's that one Yeah, him and Fincic and the, uh, Todd Bell. Hey, Wilbur Marshall, Otis, those guys, they'd be coming in hard about 30 inches off the ground. And you better get a whistle. Let's get Eddie in here from Displains and 720 WGN Bears beat the Cowboys 31-24. We're having a party. What's up, Eddie? Hey, you're both cracking me up. And I, I want to tell you, both of you, both of you, thank you for 85 and 3, both in my lifetime. And it was a pleasure, even though I was too young to remember 63. But uh, anyways, normally I'm a normally optimist, but I felt like we were playing ourselves today with a, a coach from Dallas who, who refused to adjust. It was like watching uh, Nagy, like refusing to adjust and make changes. And uh, I'd love to think we're going to win the next three games, but I was uh, we were playing ourselves today. A stubborn coach. And uh, yeah, Eddie, you're breaking up. I, I we get the point. Jason Garrett's struggling with Dallas. Well, and not only that, yeah, but he uh, was breaking up. And Ob were saying, "Hey, Dallas's offense is playing our game plan." And guess what? They were. And 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 his his idea of being able to adjust on the fly and be able to make you know uh, you know different types of of offense and defensive moves to, to you know just to what you you see happening on the field in real time. A lot of times Nagy never does, but you know we're, we're we're throwing bouquets to everybody tonight. But I'm telling you, this was Nagy's best game plan of the two years he's been here. Go back and look at the tape. I agree with that, Danny, wholeheartedly. There's no question about it. But we've been screaming here for two years, you know, to grow up and start playing, you know, let's start playing big boy football, and finally it start to happen. Now, again, I know, again, I understand the competition we've been playing. But I'll tell you what, this game, you know, it's like, okay, the important game. But what is coming now is that we still have a chance to get to the Super Bowl. We still have a chance. And I'm not going to worry about 
what the 49ers do, what this team does. It's Green Bay. There is nothing else these people should be thinking about. This coaching staff and these players. And can it be done? Anybody can win a game at any time. It's the National Football League. You know, I remember back in 63, we lost one game. You know who we lost it to? The 49ers. You know how many games they won that year? One. They beat us. I love that part of the the 63 story. Let me me just say this. Yeah, our defense played pretty well tonight. And what did they give up? 21, 24 points, whatever it was. Okay. You know, and still, it was a winning effort. But something in my mind is, is telling me that yeah, we've had some injuries, but Chuck Pagano does, has not been able to get this defense on its edge where it becomes dangerous. And they weren't dangerous tonight. They didn't get after the quarterback. They didn't really, you know, brutalize any, you know, uh, Ezekiel I think Elliott. it was their best defense performance of the year, though, as far I, as I'm concerned. Well, um, the Minnesota Viking game, they got after Minnesota pretty good. But I'm just saying... Even Detroit, even the Giants, we didn't we didn't dominate them. And talk about tomato cans, I mean those are nobodies at quarterback that never played before, and we they we were almost the game. lost the game exactly. at the end of the place. My point is, Chuck Pagano needs to get off his, you know what, and start coming up with more aggressive and and suitable game plans that that take advantage of what we have. And yeah, we're losing you know some experience and speed at middle linebacker. Well, we can do different things, but it's on. It's it's inherent upon Chuck Pagano to get a great game plan ready for Green Bay because I feel a lot better about Nagy coming up with a, a winning game plan. Well, I tell you, I kind of agree with you, Danny. But I'll tell you what, boy, when Akeem Hicks went down, my God, the statistics defensively went way way up. I mean, we were relatively really down there, pretty good, and when he went out. Boy, oh boy, did they shoot up. We were like, in some areas, we were fourth, fifth, or sixth in the league in certain areas of per pass, et cetera, interceptions, takeaways, and they shot up into the 20s. I'll tell you what. Now, when Akeem Hicks comes back, when he comes back this coming Sunday, I don't know what kind of shape he's going to be in. I don't know how effective he can be. But the one good thing is he's coming back. But we'll see how good he is. Because I'll tell you what, he is the force. You talk about Mac. It's not Mac, folks. It's Akeem Hicks. He's the force to be reckoned with. Let me read one text to you guys, which I think is kind of fitting. It may be something that is impacting what's going on right now. From the text line, 312, the backup players that are in for the starters that are out there are doing really well. Do you think that it's due to them getting playing time in the preseason because the starters don't play in the preseason. So we've been hammering on that, okay. and, and, and me. <laughs> that could have been the silver no, lining. No, I, Nagy knew guys were going to get hurt. And, and, and whatever. Okay, they made the 53-man roster, okay? The guy in front of you, if he goes down, guess what? You've got that short window to get in there and to show your worth. And if you don't, guess what's going to happen after that game? Hasta la bye-bye. Hasta la vida. You're gone, pal. So, no, when they know they've got that one chance, it has nothing to do with the preseason offseason. When it comes down to that situation, those guys are playing as hard as they can. No, I think what the the texture was referring to is... These backups played in the preseason. That's why they come in hitting the ground running. They're rolling because they they're game ready, game fit. 
Well, I, I take a different take on that. That may be true. There's some truth to that. My, my take is they're fighting for their lives when they get in there. Gentlemen, great show. We'll see you for the pregame show 9 to noon against the Green Bay Packers. Tune in, folks. We'll okay, see you, honey. We'll see you, we, <laughs> see you a week from Sunday. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our executive producer, Rick Geezer. Bears beat the Cowboys 31-24. Thanks for listening to 720 WGN. News coming up.